When your prospect's response to your cold call is not now, do you assume they mean they're too busy to talk at the moment? Or perhaps this is just their way of getting rid of you altogether? Our market dominance guy, Chris Beal, talks with Gerhard Gestwanter, CEO and founder of Selling Power, in this podcast about a more probable reason you're hearing not now. It has to do with the replacement cycle and consideration cycle of businesses. In other words, where they are in the three-year buying cycle most businesses utilize for timing when they begin considering a new product or service or replacing an existing one. Once you determine if not now really means we're not ready to purchase at this time, what you do next is critical. Listen in as Chris and Gerhard divulge the intelligent way to deal with the 11 twelfths of the market who aren't ready to buy at this time. Take my word for it. You won't want to miss the market dominating advice you'll hear on this Market Dominance Guys episode. Who's ready to buy right now? Welcome to another session with the Market Dominance Guys, a program exploring all the high stakes, speed bumps, and off ramps of driving to the top of your market. Big question in sales is who's ready now and 11 twelfths of your market. In the perfect case, 11 twelfths of your market is not ready to consider your solution now. Consideration cycles are about one quarter, three months. Replacement cycles for solutions are about three years, 12 quarters. So one twelfth of your perfect market, if your list is perfect, is in a consideration cycle this quarter. 11 twelfths you're going to have to address later. Well, on what foundation? You can address them without trust or with trust. Which do you think works better? It's actually as simple as that. So think of it this way. You dominate markets by building a pipeline that consists of paving the market with trust and then harvesting the trust over the 12 quarters it's going to take to get to dominance. Market dominance is generally a three-year process. So That's kind of how to do it. It's step by step. I have 104 episodes of a podcast for the people who don't like this compressed format. You can can go listen to it for hours and hours and hours and go, I think I heard all of that. Let me me jump right in because it makes me think about the tone of voice, the emotions, the emotion of trust. And that is the emotion that you want to create in the buyer. But at the same time, you talk about the fear of strangers that not only the buyer has, but also the seller. So fear decreases confidence and a decreasing confidence is also perceived by the buyer as decrease in trust. Yes, immediately. This is, you hit it. What is the biggest problem in market dominance? It's getting started in those conversations such that your A lack of confidence or lack of competence doesn't sabotage the trust you're trying to create. And it's not easy to overcome. Exhorting people to be unafraid is of no value whatsoever. So I went to a a fantastic uh, weekend experience with you once in which the culmination, the last thing that we did was jumped out of an airplane. Not all of us did it, but some of us did it. And I did it. And I'm like anybody else. I looked out of an airplane. I looked down at the ground, you know, 10,000 feet below or whatever the heck it was. And it's two miles above the ground. You're going to jump? Are you kidding me? I spent a career 
as a rock climber, mountaineer, falling is a bad idea. Trust me, I tried it once or twice. This looked like a big fall. So my fear was an issue. The confidence I got was from the guy I was strapped to and from the preparation. Rationally, I knew we probably weren't going to die. And the person I was with expressed confidence. Why? Because he jumped a bunch before. So you need to be introduced to the problem of overcoming your own fear so your confidence isn't an issue. So then now the buyer's fear can work for you. Their fear works for you because when you relieve their fear, they'll trust you. I know I'm an interruption. Can I have 27 seconds to tell you why I called? When you take responsibility for being a bad thing and then you show them a solution to a problem, you are the problem, they'll trust you. It's really simple, but I've got to say it right, which means I need that confidence. Confidence comes from preparation and from practice. So that's actually why we finally gave up over here at Connect and Sell. You see this thing called flight school. We finally gave up and decided to start teaching people how to have those great first conversations. And it takes not just the confidence that comes from being taught, but it, it takes practice. If I'm going to stand in there against a major league curveball, have you ever seen one of them things? They're <laughs> not fun, right? It's not fun. That thing's coming at your body and it's going to break over the plate. And if you bail out, well, that's an easy strike for him. And now that he knows you're afraid, he's going to keep throwing it over and over again. Right. I think practice that. Yeah. I think a good way to take your analogy with uh, tandem jumping is that you as the salesperson put yourself in the position of the experienced parachute jumper and your buyer flies in tandem with you. Because your, your buyer needs the confidence. Your buyer buys the confidence first before he or she is going to buy your solution. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the mindset shift you need to make as the seller is, this is good for this person. We're working with a company called Hub International and their chief sales officer, Scott Webb, called me up one day and he leads their blitzes personally. He converts conversations to meetings at an incredible rate today. But back then, he thought he was bad. It was like 30%. He called me up one day and said, Chris, my mindset's not right. I've got to more deeply believe in the value of this meeting to the point where I insist on it. He now converts at 72.9% and considers that to be a poor form, right? So how did he get from one to the other? First, he made that, that belief change. He decided he didn't believe deeply enough in the potential value of this meeting for this human being he was talking with, even if they never do business together. No ulterior motives. And boom, 3x. By the way, the average conversion rate conversation a meeting is 4%. His is 72.9%. He is the rough equivalent of 17 people when he's cold calling. He's like a team of 17 people. Wow. And that's from a mindset shift. His technique, obviously good. He's been around. He knows what he's doing. But even for him, it was a factor of three. So we need to I'll have another analogy here. I think many people know that when surgeons work on human beings, they use a knife, right? They call it a scalpel, so it doesn't sound so bad. But it may as well just be a sharp kitchen knife or something like that, right? And they cut into that human being. And there's blood, and often a lot of blood, because people seem to be full of blood. Now, does it do any good for the patient if the surgeon never went through the process of getting used to the sight of blood? 
because the sight of blood is not a good thing for human beings. We don't like it. We don't, if we do like it, by the way, I don't, I don't want you to ever reach out to me. If you like the sight of blood, that's a bad thing. So here we have an important part of becoming a surgeon. It's not the anatomy. It's not the understanding of disease. It's not the steady hands. The first thing we have to do is overcome our fundamental aversion to the sight of blood. The first thing we have to do in order to dominate markets is to overcome our aversion to ambushing somebody so that we can serve them. And that, if we can do that and we can manage that, this whole thing becomes extremely easy. Then it's repeatable because we're not fighting ourselves along the way. And then that tandem jump occurs where it's a gift to the other person. You're giving them a gift right along with me and you're gonna learn something. And you get to legitimately say, when they're being a little resistant, I've been setting up meetings like this for a while, what it could be like zero days. And not once has somebody come back and told me it was a waste of their time. And if you can say that honestly, it's really easy to get people to take meetings. But without that belief, it's like you think I'm trying to get the meeting so I can make my numbers so that I can get the quota. So it's like well, me, 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 me. You're not going to get anywhere. <clears throat> so the biggest problem in market dominance is that your intention to dominate the market, which is ego driven, will keep you from dominating the market because it's ego driven. Simple as that. And it's not a big transformation. That's what we teach in flight school. We actually teach people how to experience getting their ego out of the way and serving the other person with a precise script and certain intonation that sincerely allows that person to go on a journey with us from their fear to trust, then to curiosity, then to commitment, then to action. And if we can make that cycle flow, we can dominate markets. And if we can't, it's kind of a matter of luck. Well, and we need to keep in mind that the role of the salesperson is to identify the opportunity and also then focus on delivering massive value that's so superior that nobody can say no. Exactly. We'll be back in a moment after a quick break. Connect and sell. Welcome to the end of dialing as you know it. Connect and Sell's patented technology loads your best sales folks up with eight to 10 times more live qualified conversations every day. And when we say qualified, we're talking about really qualified, like knowing what kind of cheese they like on their impossible Whopper kind of qualified. Learn more at connectandsell.com. I'll ask anybody listening to this, if you set meetings or you have people setting meetings for you, can you answer this question? What are the three things that a prospect will learn in that meeting that they will remember as being of value to them, even if they never do business with you? If you can't answer that question, you're not sincerely selling them anything of value. The meeting is the product and the product needs to deliver value and the value will always be in the form of learning. You're not going to send them a gift card. People who say, oh, come to my meeting and I'll send you a gift card. It's like, you're just saying, we have no value. So here's your stupid Starbucks card, right? That's just, what's that about? Can you imagine? I don't even want to go there in human relationships. If I have no value that I know about, I shouldn't be selling. I want to remind ourselves of the value of time. We have four minutes left. Any questions? I mean, they come along the way. I take it somebody's right. looking. 
But you have two more slides to go, and I wanted oh, to make sure really? that I, I didn't know. Let's do another slide. We'll do them in like a minute each. What right. can you do about it? We already said what you can do about it. Make a list, hold conversations in which you're trying to get resonance. Make sure that you're setting meetings above a 5% rate. If you're my friend Scott Webb, that would be 72%. His team does about 20. But set a threshold, know that you're in market, and then focus and repeat. Get very, very, very comfortable getting that human touch early to be the thing that creates the trust that lets us get easier. And then the other thing you can do about it is be patient. It turns out 11 twelfths of your market is not in market this quarter. That's a fact of the world. You can't do anything about it except talk to them next quarter. So be patient and keep talking to them. Yeah, That's somebody it. just said, become comfortable with what makes you uncomfortable. You, absolutely. And that's true. This is the hallmark of the professional in every field, including what we're doing, right? I'm comfortable doing this. You're comfortable doing this. We could have a, a lot of people if we said, hey, you're going to do a webinar. Go. They're not going right. to be comfortable. They gotta, you got to get comfortable because it's uncomfortable, right? We're talking to people we can't even see. God knows what they think about us. They could be saying, a Gerhard guy's so good looking. What's this Beal guy even doing on the screen? And why is he yapping so much, right? I got to get wow. comfortable. Yeah. So how do people reach out to you? Well, let's see if there's another slide that has that on it. Here we go. <laughs> Look at that. It's a miracle. So, yeah, I'm Chris Beal. I'm CEO of Connect and Sell. We do believe conversations matter. You can, I think best is LinkedIn. If you want to LinkedIn to me, you know, I'm just, it's easy to find. There's that big, long thing. Who cares about that? Just go look me up on LinkedIn. I'm easy. Shoot me an invite. There's my email address. I think if you want to really learn about what I believe and what I've been talking about here that you can put into action, there are some episodes of Market Dominance, guys. Go to the one called The Secret of Her Success, in which my colleague Cheryl Turner teaches you to love no-shows. You will be amazed by, and she is, she's also a super high converter, 35% conversion talking to CEOs, setting meetings. And then for those who are curious about taking their team to the top 5% of confident and competent cold callers, uh, we have flight school. And you do a test drive and you take flight school and magic happens. Quick question, how was the 5% and above meeting rate determined? Somebody's asking. It's actually, for most markets, it's just math. So you figure that the market consists of these 12 segments, right? So you have one twelfth that are in play. If you exceed half of that twelfth, so that that twelfth is about eight point something percent. So about half of that is four percent. So if you exceed that, then you're getting more than fifty percent of what's in market right now, and five percent is just above half of a twelfth. Right. Well, a number of people ask if they can get the slides and share, and the answer is yes. And did we record this? Because some people could not sit through the entire session. Somebody missed the beginning. Um, we recorded this today and we will send everybody an email with the recording. It will be on sellingpower.com. So we'll notify you and this webinar will stay on our website for at least the next 12 months. Chris, thank you so much. I'm so happy to hear that you had a, a wonderful vacation and I took a lot of notes today. I think that I would encourage you to write a book because people need it. 
Well, well, thank you, Gerhard. I am writing a book. That's what the podcast was actually to do, is to get the material for the book. So the book is in progress. And I want to thank everybody in the audience for participating so actively today and head over to connectandsell.com and look at their white papers. And if you're adventuresome, go and go through Flight School that Connect and Sell is doing. Well, just do the demo. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, take an intensive test drive. It's a, it's a riot. Selling a big idea to a skeptical customer, investor, or partner is one of the hardest jobs in business. So when it's time to really go big, you need to use an uncommon methodology to gain attention, frame your thoughts, and employ a successful sequencing that is fresh enough to convince others that your ideas will truly change their world. From crafting just the right cold call screenplays to curating and mapping the ideal call list for your entire TAM, Branch 49's modern and innovative sales toolbox offers a guiding hand to ambitious organizations in their quest to reach market dominance. Learn more at branch49.com. Never miss an episode. Look for Market Dominance Guys on all your favorite podcast venues and subscribe or go to marketdominanceguys.com. <laughs>